Hi, it's Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review. This time I'm revisiting The Fifth Element. Wow, a lot of stuff has been written and said about this movie since 1997. I remember when this movie came out, it, no, they weren't making a big deal about it. It just kind of, well, I mean, the previews were like, oh, wow, this is going to be wild. But remember, this was two years before The Matrix and science fiction movies, you know, we didn't we didn't even have Blade yet, you know, and, and or X-Men. And I remember thinking this is going to be one of those weird foreign films, you know, and it's and but I was very much into foreign films from about the mid 80s on. Um, I watched La Femme Nikita originally before it became mass appeal. And, and then they finally made a Hollywood remake. And I and I followed Luc Besson's career and I really enjoyed like The Professional. Thought that's a, still to this day a great movie. Um, so I remember when this came out, just it being a bit mind blowing. It just seemed like, wow, this is like heavy metal. I mean, this, you know, that animated movie, this just kind of comes out of left field and it's got it seems to do the typical science fiction stuff for a while and then it veers off into some weird. So if you don't know the story, he wrote the script when he was 16 years old, Luc Besson. And he finally, in his late 30s, got to make the movie. And there's a documentary on the new 4K where he talks about how young he was. And when you watch his movies now and then go back and watch this one, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could tell it's a Luc Besson movie, but he was young. And some of these ideas that he had matured later with movies like Valerian. or There's a lot of movies in between. Didn't mean to skip over a lot of great movies. Um, I really like Lucy, by the way. Look up my podcast for that. That's a Luc Besson movie that was really good and more recent. But anyway, going back to The Fifth Element, um, we were looking for something to watch, and I'm, I'm pulling out 4Ks that I may have picked up in the last year or two that I haven't watched, and having access to this 85-inch TV, you know, why not? And this is one that I've seen so many times. It's also not the first thing I, you know, gravitate to. I tend to gravitate towards things that I haven't seen or I've seen like once. And this is a movie I watched a lot when it originally came out. I had the DVD. I remember that Sony released a, a high bitrate version of the DVD, so it looked better. This was always a movie that Sony's been very proud to own or own the rights to or whatever. Um, but yeah, it was filmed... Um, Funny, <laughs> Galmont at the time was a division of Buena Vista International, so Disney was involved. Go figure. But it definitely is a science fiction movie that comes from a different place, not uh, the usual American astronaut-type place where we normally get a lot of our science fiction ideas. I mean, yes, in modern times, uh, there's all sorts of crazy, wild science fiction movies that seem to come from nowhere or anywhere. But back in the day, our science fiction movies tended to be of the Star Wars nature or of the realistic nature. And to have something that was original, that was just completely... I don't know what the guy was smoking when he wrote this at 16, but it's a crazy story of a cab driver who gets swept up into this uh, intergalactic conspiracy to basically destroy the earth. And, and you've got to find the fifth element to protect the earth because every 5,000 years, this evil comes and tries to wipe us out. Okay. You know? Um, and then they got... Bruce Willis is star in it, who was a big star at the time, and Mia Jovovich was up and coming. Gary Oldman, obviously, Ian Holm, Chris Tucker, Luke Perry. Um, 
I have to bring up that Tommy Tiny Lister Jr. was President Lindbergh in this movie. He just passed away this week. Um, we watched the movie, literally turned the 4K off and picked up my phone to check the phone. And the first thing I saw was that he died. And it was like, he was just the president in that movie. And then you got it. You know, well, the movie came out in 1997. But, you know, it was like, wow. So anyway, uh, Rest in peace. He was always such an interesting character in all the movies he was in. A very singular, unique character. So Corbin Dallas is this uh, cab, taxi cab driver in the future. Cabs fly through a city with thousands of uh, millions of cars shooting every which way and getting uh, Chinese delivery at your window. And you just lean out and there's the, the, the boat floating there in the air. And 2263, it's the future. And uh, the movie does start with a, a 1914 kind of an excavation in Egypt and the, a spaceship comes down and uh, yeah. <laughs> and so it fast forwards to 2263 and this evil's coming to earth and, and they've got to stop it. So Bruce Willis's character, Corbin, goes on this adventure. He meets Lilu, who turns out to be this intergalactic being. She was basically grown from her dead body desiccated ancient body and and she's alien and and she's learning about earth as the movie goes along and you have gary oldman and i remember in 1997 i had seen gary oldman in in like movies like romeo must die and he was such an imposing evil character and then to have him in this he plays kind of a comically evil character at the time i didn't appreciate it watching it now it's like wow his performance is amazing but i remember the time going well man can't we have the evil twisted crazy gary oldman not the cuckoo crazy gary oldman but looking back now zorg is just a great a great baddie you know Ugh. ian home plays uh, vito cornelius he's kind of bumbling he believes in all this stuff and he's got to help you know Bruce Willis and Mia Lilu get to their next location and all that kind of stuff. When Chris Tucker comes in, he's kind of an intergalactic rock star uh, show host who has a, a crew around him all the time, and he's always filmed all the time, and he can just turn it on and turn it off as he goes. And wow, I remember not knowing much about Chris Tucker at the time. Went on, you know, I loved him in the Rush Hour movies, but I thought this character, holy crap! And Chris Tucker, amazing. I. You know, the guy didn't make that many movies, then retired for a long time, and now he's getting back into movies. But the few characters he made were just incredible characters. He did a, a great job with Ruby Rudd. I mean, wow. Um, so you get this long, extended... It's really a chase movie, uh, almost a James Bond movie, where it goes from from location to location, where they, they figure this out, and there's a mystery and a, and a, a exotic alien opera singer and 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 uh, gunfights and and uh, one thing leads to another and at the end of 126 minutes you get a, a very spectacular at the last minute saving the earth and and our heroes are, are in a freeze frame smiling and they're about to have great sex um <laughs> this movie is just like a movie out of time it was made for 90 million dollars back in 1997 that they gave him that much money to make this movie is insane but it went on to gross 263 million dollars and it's now considered a classic it it has a lot of themes in it <clears throat> um he doesn't tend to do, if he does theme movies, they're fairly simple and straightforward, but 
people have pulled this apart about masculinity and femininity and strong female characters. And, and while people have made a lot more out of this, it, it it's taken on a life of its own. Uh, they've talked about the production. And again, checking out this new documentary that is on uh, the new 4K, he talks about not only how young he was, but how few special effects shots were in the movie. There was only like a couple hundred special effect shots in the entire movie. And we think back on The Fifth Element that... Wow, that's just a, a special effects film. He compares that to like 2,200 uh, or 2,800 shots in Valerian, <clears throat> uh, uh, a modern version of his of a science fiction spectacular from Luc Besson that doesn't quite hold up as well because he picked the stars because they were pretty, not because they were magnetic, I guess. I don't know. Every time I watch Valerian, I'm like, this is such a great movie. If I only liked the stars, it would be wonderful. It's funny that back in 1997, um, Stinker's Bad Movie Awards uh, nominated it for Worst Picture, Worst Director, Worst Actor was Chris Tucker, but it it was nominated for Saturn Awards, uh, won the Lumiere Award for Best Director for Luc Besson, uh, won Technical at Cannes, Caesar Awards, British Academy of Film and Television Arts Best Special Effects. I mean, the movie has held up over time and become a classic. And if you watch it now, it's a bit uneven, but looks amazing. Uh, there's a, like, all of a sudden there'll be a grainy shot, but that's like one in hundreds. Uh, it, you really, the movie looks fantastic in 4K. It's a native transfer. The colors pop. Um, it, it doesn't quite... I just did a review of Hellboy. I don't think it looks quite as good as Hellboy, but I don't think this looked as good to begin with because it was done on film with some rudimentary special effects. Um, you know, it just wasn't as colorful at the time, but it, it does look amazing now. And it's definitely worth watching on 4K, either the streaming or I highly recommend getting the 4K disc. And... It does feel like maybe they could have trimmed a little here and there, but again, I can imagine how close the director was. He wrote the script when he was 16, and about 16, 18 years later, he got to make it into a movie. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, yeah, I, I, it'd probably be hard to distance yourself. But, you know, I look at The Fifth Element as one of those classic movies from, from my young adulthood, and I wasn't that young. I, I was I was 31 when this came out. Um not quite like a, a, a Goonies or a never-ending story, but almost that kind of classic because it is, there's never been a sequel and it's it's all on its own and it, it just, it doesn't connect to anything else and it's just strange all on its own. And I, I love strange. Not to get off, get off on a tangent, but I, I watched one of those big think videos this week that's talking about putting human brains, uh, our, our souls, basically our memories and stuff onto computer chips and making us immortal. And is that technically possible, feasible? And, and by the way, it is, <laughs> you know, and we're actually experimenting with mouses, mouse brains and things like that. But anyway, uh, one of the smart guys, one of the scientists on that, um, said he talked to a futurist one time and the futurist said that eventually humankind will, the remaining members of humankind will just be around to service our new computer oriented overlords, the androids or whatever comes next. And then we will eventually die out. And he disagreed with that. And so do I. And for the same reasons he said, because, and I love this because humans need to be here. Human, humans need to be heard. We were different. We were strange. We have David Lynch movies and weird yoga positions. 
<laughs> and I just thought that's classic. Because again, we do have David Lynch movies and weird yoga positions and weird points of view and, and just, you know, humans are a unique thing thus far in the universe. And if if some AI computer technology, something, if computers become sentient and they become the next life form or whatever, they won't be like us. And so, yeah, I think humans should go on. And Fifth Element goes on that list of quirky things that a computer wouldn't have thought something like this up. This is this came from the mind of a, of a crazy artistic genius, you know. Um, and it's just another example of why humans are wonderful, that we're strange and weird and quirky as we should be. And if you like strange, weird, and quirky movies, well, The Fifth Element is a damn good one. Check it out on 4K Blu-ray. It looks spectacular, sounds great, and holds up incredibly well as just a weird piece of roller coaster entertainment. Enjoy every frame of it because we don't get movies like this very often. And it still love it. Still love The Fifth Element. So pick it up on, on 4K Blu-ray. It looks great. I'm Scott Hamilton. My podcast has gone all over the road. Sorry today. But anyway, my website is therockfile.com. Please subscribe. Please share. Please like. Please comment. And thank you oh so much for listening.